0: Welcome to an inspirational message by Pastor Harold Weiss, Senior Pastor at Little Falls Christian Center. Well, there we are. The Lord bless you. May His face shine upon you. I to talk more about that on uh, this particular session. And uh, I'm very excited about this because uh, I know that if people caught the key for a better life, then they've caught the key of prayer because prayer absolutely activates your faith. It it brings you to a place where you have to deal with self and overcome self and all the false mistakes of self and humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and confess all your wrongdoings, and everybody's got that because all men have sinned, all men have sinned and have come short of the glory of God except for Jesus Christ the Messiah. And uh, so prayer is immense. And I wanted to structure into this day Elijah this morning and read around that story because there's so many things to talk that you kind of want to forget about it, but you don't want to forget about it. You want to make sure that the gist of the story is Is coming to the people. God's got a blessing for you. Do not look at this world because the system of this world is corrupt. Do not look at around the world corrupt politicians. Around the world at this time, scientists that do not know one sentence from this book. If they only knew what they don't know, They will give completely different advice and a whole nation, nation after nation, will turn back to God and find out that God is the one who actually protects you if you, like Mort said this morning very beautifully, the words that Jesus gave instruction to Peter at the boat there and they were busy fishing all night. And he said, throw the net, cast it on the other side. And then he comes with a beautiful statement. He says, At your word, I will do so. We've been going all night long. We're tired. We need a bed right now. Our bodies are tired. Our arms are tired. With net out, net in, net out, net in. No fish, no fish. And he says, just cast the net on the other side. They did, and he did a major miracle. Suddenly, there were two boats that had to help. To get that, those fish, the amount of fish was enormous. It was the Messiah. And you know what? It is doing things at His word. When you obey this book, it's a life changer. If you link it up with prayer, it's another life changer. When you become completely obedient and a doer of the word, You do not think of COVID. You do not think of, uh, let's say, financial calamity of this world system and all the rand losing value. That's a local currency for those of you from overseas. And uh, the economy going down and this is wrong and that is wrong and this one's blaming that one and this one's self-justifying. And so they are just carrying on. But I'm saying to you, you as the individual listening to me, There is a book called The Word of God. This book is one word. Power and another one word. Life and another one word. Salvation and another one word. Help, insight, wisdom, everything you want. And on top of it, major blessings. The reality of the Almighty God. If I pray anything today apart from all what I want to do, I want to pray that God become such a reality in your life that you will continuously and constantly feel drawn to talk more to him and to read more about his word and get it systematically through your system. Even come to Bible school and be, be discipled in the word of God so that problems turn into answers. When you pray, you get huge answers now I, I I just want to tell you something. I had a time in my life. This morning I was listening to another man who was actually a Jew, and he was talking, and I was totally fascinated because what had happened to him it also happened to me, and almost to the T. And he spoke about the day that that uh, of lightning that that struck, but God protected him against the lightning, and I had exactly the same. Even if I look at the picture, I look at the age of him and the age of me, it's about the same age when that miracle took place. I stood outside with a little black cat in my arm like that. There was a lightning bolt that struck the grapevine, steel, steel construct, structure of the grapevine, and that thing came with a, a loud flash. Then it, it streamed straight towards me. I'm standing here with a little cat, I'm a little boy, maybe three years, I don't even think four years old. And my sisters are playing in the yard. And this lightning bolt comes straight for me like I'm pointing to you now, opens up, goes round me, consolidates behind me, and goes straight for the garage. And uh, it hits that garage door like a thunder. I want to tell you it was a massive thunderbolt. It, It reverberated through the heavens above. And I thought, as a little boy, I thought, oh, that was, that was good. That was interesting. Where did that come from? And my sisters came running because they knew what it was, because I was the youngest, and uh, they're quite a bit older than me. Uh, I think my second eldest sister is like three years young, older than me, and then after that, seven years, then after that, eight years. And, uh, you know, so they came running. And they're going, Are you all right? Are you all right? I said, all right. Well, of course I'm all right. I'm standing here with my cat. And uh, God protects you even from lightning. I'll tell you today, God protects you from the fire of hell. God, and I'm not saying lightning is the fire of hell. What I'm saying is the, the, the fire of hell itself. Talk about that. God alone can save you from the fire of hell. That's what breaks my heart. That's what I can't. I find the most difficult thing on a daily basis I'm dealing with is backslidden Christians. I tell you what, it is like, it drives you like we say up a pole. You know, just like, ah, Lord, Lord, that one used to serve God. That one used to serve you also. That one used to serve you. And they are back into the world and they expect the blessing of the Lord, and they expect that anything goes wrong, then, uh, you know, it's all right, everything is all right. In the meantime, they have actually denied the living God with their whole way of life. They've denied the living God with everything. They, you know, yeah. they expect blessings, but they don't do what God commands them. You do me. You call me father, and you say well, or master, and you say well. But you do not do the things which I tell you. Words of Jesus. He spoke, but they didn't listen. They could have, most probably. I, I mean, you, you know. I mean, I think the Bible is not complicated at all, unless you get into biblical mathematics and numerology and all of that stuff. That can get very complicated. But uh, apart from that. The normal Bible for the normal man on the street is a beautiful systematic book that you can walk with everywhere you go to and read all the time or even put a set of little uh, headphones earpieces in your ears and drive in your car and just listen to the word of God all the time. And get the blessing that this book has for you. And if you understand it, and then do not, do not, no matter if you go on a holiday, no matter if you fly overseas, do never forget the day of the Lord. When it comes to Sunday, seek God, make time. First, pray, get the family together, first, pray, make sure you obey talk to the family about God, make a prayer over them, and bless them, and then send them out. You know, that's what I'm saying that there are ways of living, and there are ways that you ought not to live. And there's another thing Lord said today that I I just, you know, I, I, I like to talk freely and just talk, but, you know, it's like, I call it plan A. I personally call it plan A, B, and C. So, I'm Plan A, I obey God. I read the word. I read it aloud. Even if I listen to it, I repeat it all the time in my mind. So I memorize it as I go along. Uh, as just the way I am. And I, I memorize as quick as I can, as much as I can. And I make sure I understand what I've read. And I make notes. This is a brand new Bible. The other day, I could not resist buying yet another one. I mean, I don't know how many Bibles are got in this room alone. Never mind those at the church. Never mind those that I have down at the Bible school. I mean, yeah, but I couldn't resist. This is a beauty. This is a beauty. I thought this one, this one is nice. It's got two uh, strings at the bottom and uh, it's got, you know, thumb index and uh, Words of Christ in Red, and it's uh, also got cross-references at the bottom. And I thought to myself, oh, I want that Bible. And I felt a magnet pulling me, and I bought it. Now, here it is. And it's got a nice thick print, so um, you can read it, and it's easy. I'm going to read out of it in a moment's time. And you see, you need to fall in love with the Bible. You need to fall in love with God. You need to intensify your love for God because he is your life. Let me tell you something. I know in the Bible, there's a man called Luke. He was a doctor. I know that in our church, there are doctors, quite a number of them. And, uh, one of them is particularly very close to me, Dennis, orthopedic surgeon. Uh, and, and, uh, I know they work on people to get them restored and get them well again. And I know they do a noble job. So I nearly studied medicine myself. I mean, it was like the last day God said, no, it's not your, it's not your mission of life to try and even go that direction. Rather go another direction and I'll show you. And you didn't look here. I'm sitting now and I'm ministering to you because this is my calling not medicine. But what I've seen with medicine, people and I'm not saying this to any godly uh, medical physician, practicer, specialist, whatever, like I mentioned, Dennis and uh, oh, they go on. Uh, as another one very friendly guy and his wife, they're both specialists. Victor and his wife and so it goes on. And uh, we, we, we could talk about that. They do a noble job. However, They themselves know as good as I know, as good as I know, they are not God's. Neither are any medicines that they have at their disposal. That's not God either. No, nothing else is God except the Lord, our God. Like Elijah said, truly, as I stand before, as God lives, and I stand before him today. Thus, saith the Lord, and he went on with his prophecy over Israel at that time, about 800 years BC. Once you've got that, man, I tell you, you've got it all. Once you delight yourself in the Lord, he gives you and he fulfills for you the desires of your heart. But I'm telling you right now, don't play games with him. Make sure you do what is well. Now it came to pass, as he was praying, this is Luke chapter number 11, verse number 1. Luke 11, 1. As he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. Again, as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. He must have been doing something and they were watching him because this completely extraordinary man called Jesus Christ of Nazareth, this man was busy praying and they thought, oh, of course they saw the miracles. Of course there are what we call the apostles of the Lamb. They were with him all three years of his his ministry since the baptism in the Jordan River all the way through. They were present from beginning to end as he called them came into Galilee and he called them one by one and he brought them in and he says come follow me I'll make you fishes of men and all that and so now they're following they're watching him intently they're watching his mannerisms they're watching what he's doing and they said Lord teach us to pray as John the Baptist did it is an amazing thing that you watch him I watch them too. I can I, I, I can tell you right now, I watch them. T- I talk about the generation of church fathers before me, like Reinhard Bonnke particularly. I think of Morris Sorello. I think of, uh, oh, there are many that I listen to, to this very day, Kenneth Copeland, when he prays. I listen to a lot of people, Dr. Kenneth E. Hagen, particularly that one, because he's like my spiritual father In Christ Jesus, and I watched him, and he laid hands on me at at one occasion, and the theme was that the same anointing that's on him would come upon the people that he prayed. He prayed, and he called us out as ministers. He prayed for us, and I I, I watched these people how they pray. Doctor Fred Roberts, who's gone on to be with the Lord right now, I remember them one by one. I used to watch what they did. I got the videos of what you call God's generals. I watched A.A. Allen, how he ministered, when he switched to ministry in the spirit. I watched in those days, I, I mean, I can go on one after another, after another, Catherine Kuhlman, and way back to, way back when, and, and then I read those, I couldn't hear. I read their books like Dr. John G. Lake. I think still, of all the people since the days of the apostles, the one that impressed me the most, Dr. John G. Lake. So he planted the uh, Apostolic Faith Mission Church, the, the Pentecostal movement, in this nation. And like over 400 churches in a very small period of time, they just, he just, he was an apostle, how he came to Africa and everything else. I watched how these men prayed, or I would read their remarkable written-out prayers. I desired to have that. These men desired to have it. But they had the utmost example, the ultimate example, called Jesus Christ. And he said, so he said to them, when you pray, say, I want you to look at me for a moment. Say, when you pray, say. Take away your hand from in front of your mouth and open up your mouth and speak it out. When you pray, say. Our Father in heaven. Avenu Shima Shimahim. Our Father, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us day by day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one. And one of the other translations says, For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory in the book of Matthew forever and ever. Amen. And he said to them, Which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has just come to me on his journey and I've got nothing to set before him. And so... He will answer him from within and say, now listen to me, listen to me now, listen, listen. Don't trouble me this time of night. My door is now shut. I'm your friend in the day, but not at night. I and my children are with me in bed. Bye-bye. I cannot rise and give to you. Bye-bye. And say, Though I say to you, though you will not rise and give him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence. The word here is a very interesting, interesting word, it's called anandaya, which means shameless persistence. It's like, you know, it's like you got the audacity to wake me up at 12 o'clock and ask for bread. I mean, how's this for friendship? I mean, you know, is you know it's are you not I mean, are you not ashamed of yourself for waking a man up that worked so hard during the course of the day and say to that man, listen, listen to me, why are you waking me up? He says, but because of his persistence, see, because of his persistence. And that thing is the keynote of my life of prayer. Like I always say I know the business of prayer. Faith, persistence, love God, do His word. Be a doer. For he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, said the Apostle James, and is a forgetful hearer and not a doer of the word, this one's faith has lost all power, Is without power is futile. Show me your faith by your works, said the Apostle John. Because of his per- persistence, he will rise and give him up as many as he needs. There's almost a little bit of a comical situation in there. Just give him as much as what he wants. Just get rid of this guy. Just give him bread. Give him all the bread in us. Just give it to him. You know, so we can carry on with our sleep. Isn't that amazing how God works with us? I love it to see this And then he says these words, For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And him who knocks, to him who knocks, it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from a father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more... Will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Well, he goes to the next level. He doesn't even stop with a bread. He says, hey, wait a minute. Good gifts. Okay. You ask your children and a stone and all that stuff. And then he gets to it. He says, but how much more? Well, your heavenly Father, here is the ultimate prayer answer. The Holy Spirit gets involved. Miracles happen. Miracles happen. It happens all the time. Those who believe and those who listen. Now, with that, he says, God will answer your prayers. And uh, I need to get to what I want to get to here. And I want to read to you. Maybe I should read this. This here is something which I think is just this powerful. It is, the Jewish people say that this is the only prayer in the Bible that God wrote when he he spoke to Moses. How true it is that God actually wrote it, but he gave the commandment, he wrote it in stone. And here he, he says, And the Lord spoke to Moses. This is in number six, verse 22. Speak to Aaron and his son saying, this is the way you shall bless the children of Israel and say to them, you Moses, you're not supposed to do this. We need to go to the high priest to get this job done. Speak to Aaron. And when Aaron prays, then Aaron must pray this prayer. This is the blessing that you heard in music just before we actually started this. Then, okay, then what you do is, I need the High Priest to do this job. That was Aaron. That was Old Covenant. Now, the New Testament says, now we, we, you and me, if you are a true believer, we have a High Priest that has gone through the heavens on our behalf, even Jesus Christ, the Lord. He is the high priest. And God said this, that they were to do this at least once a year. It had to be done, and it had to be done by one man called the high priest. Now tell me something. Don't we also have, high priest according to the order of Melchizedek which is Jesus Christ the Lord and he said these words the Lord bless you and keep you, the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you, the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, so shall they put my name Shem Hashem and I will bless them. It took the high priest to do the job. It took Jesus to do this job. Now guess again what I said to you. The word says that he ever lives to make intercession for the saints. We have an intercessor with the father, even Jesus Christ our Lord. Now here I have... Here I have the same prayer uh, written in in the Hebrew language right there. I suppose you can't see it, so don't worry about it. Uh, But here it is in Hebrew. And uh, then after that, it is the other one, and that's the English one. And I'm going to read it through, and then I'm going to pray it to you so that you catch this blessing. This is a life-changer. We pray it. We don't think about it. But this prayer, as says says the Jewish people, the Jewish religious community, is the prayer that God himself wrote. They they call, recall it as the only prayer written by the very hand of God. This one. So let's see here what it says. I'm going to read the English and then I'm going to get to the Hebrew. And then I'm going to get to ah, we can get to this one, and just oh no, I'll tell you what we can we can even go to the to the amplified Doesn't really matter. It says Adonai, which is the Lord. Adonai, which is the Lord, bless you and keep you. By the way, the word Adonai is the plural of Adon. Adonai is plural. Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Adonai bless you and keep you. That means he guards over you just like a whole army would guard over the treasures of the nation that is involved. Adonai make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. Think about that. His face to shine on you. His grace, God's riches at Christ's expense, be released to you. Be gracious to you. I turn his face toward you and grant you shalom. Grant you, in other words, complete peace and the absence of any form of uh, aggression, antagonization, or war. Yevarecha Adonai, v'ish Marecha, Ya'er Adonai Panef Elecha, Veichunecha, Yishai Adonai Panef Elecha, Vashem Echa Shalom. That one in English. Now, you know, if I look at this, this is number 6 and 24. And just to close the service, I'm going to go in the I just feel to, to uh, go to the new Amplified Bible. I didn't think about doing that a little bit earlier, but now I'm thinking about that because I want to do that because it's just that powerful. It changes people. You know what? They pray prayers, they pray this prayer over people, and there's testimonies of people being healed just by this one, just this one prayer. You don't know, see why I get excited. I just get so very excited. Now here from the new, new Amplified Bible 2017 version, it says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to Aaron, high priest, and his son, priests, the priesthood, saying this, This is the way you shall bless the Israelites, say to them. Now notice this, that the high priest has a son who is the next high priest, as a son who is the next high priest, and so it goes on throughout all the generations. Along comes Jesus as the high priest forever. Forever. Ever. And who makes intercession for us. And what does he say today to you? I'll tell you what. In this one single prayer is everything that you want at this time of your life, for sure. And then we're going to play out with a little false band. So as I close, I close with a prayer from the Amplified Bible. This is the way that you shall bless the Israelites and say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you, protect you and sustain you and guard you. The Lord make his face, his face shine upon you with favor and be gracious to you, surrounding you with loving kindness. The Lord lift up his countenance, his face upon you with divine approval and give you peace, a tranquil heart and life. So Aaron, the priest and the high priest forever, which is now Christ of the new covenant, shall put my name upon my children and I will bless them. Are you a child of God? Listen, just repeat softly after me. I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe in my heart that God the Father raised Jesus from the dead. Therefore I'm saved. I repent of sin. I ask you, Father, to write my name in the book of life of the Lamb of God. I pray, Heavenly Father that you fill me with Holy Spirit. Forgive me all my sins. I repent of those things and I commit my life fully to you. I'm sorry for any measure of backsliding and I'll just go on to pray and say this, any measure of backsliding, any measure of lukewarmness and I undertake to fulfill your word that this blessing may rest with power upon my life. It is the blessing that you spoke so carefully and gave to the children of Israel. And now it says he is a Jew whose, of, whose circumcision is that of the heart and not just of the flesh. The circumcision of the heart. He become a child of God through faith, the seed of Abraham through faith in Christ Jesus. May the Lord Do this and fulfill this blessing to you. Little Falls Band, take it away. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.